Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, the Rising Star 3 tournament has launched. I reported last week that the deadline for submitting your deck lists was, I believe, January 19th. January 20th, the tournament began. From the schedule they have posted, 36 people signed up for the tournament. They have decided that in the opening round, they will have group stages. The 36 players have been divided into six groups of six. Each player in each group will play the other five players in the group. The top two players from each group will advance to the next round. So six per group, top two, six groups means 12 players will advance. In addition, there will be four wild cards. No idea what the standard for being a wild card is. What this means, though, is once the group stage portion of the tournament is done, there will be a top 16. Players in the Rising Star Tournament have until February 11th, that is a Saturday, that's the week after Captain Con, to complete their matches. That's quite a while. I believe that's three weeks. I believe that is three weeks from now. Players have three weeks to complete their Rising Star, three group stages, three weeks to complete, five matches, and then there will be a top cut, and we'll have a top 16. That's where we are right now at the Rising Star 3 tournament. Faction Wars 4 tournament. I have no news on Faction Wars 4 other than Phase 1 is ending, which means once Phase 1 is done, we will be down to eight teams in Faction Wars. I expect we will see what those eight teams are and what the pairings for Phase 2 will be sometime in the upcoming week. I don't know exactly when that will be, but sometime in the upcoming week. Grand Gathering 3 News. The General Manager John Clace was on Talk of the Universe this past week talked about the Grand Gathering, mentioned he was going to send out an email, and he did. In this email, and this email is going to everyone that signs up for the Grand Gathering, he's requesting the following information. He wants your name. He wants the name you want to be referred to as on your badge, on your name tag, how you'd like to be announced for matches. So, for example, to use Steve Resk, if Steve Resk was filling out this form, he'd put Steve Resk, and then he might put for his name the SRG BOSS. And that's how he would be introduced in matches. That's what would be on his name tag. 
They want to know if you want to be in the grand battle. If you say yes, they're asking you to list your top three competitors you would like to have in the grand battle. For example, if you're a big Newman's Henchman fan, you might want to list Snake Pit, The Big Shot, Polly the Pigeon Pacone. Depending on your draft order, and your draft order is determined by when you signed up, they will give you the first available in that slot from what I understand. If all three are taken, you'll get a shot to submit two more. If those two are taken, the general manager will pick for you. That's how that portion works. Next, on this form that was emailed to everyone that signed up for the Grand Gathering, they wanted to know what you want to use for your entrance music. You're going to write down a web address, probably for YouTube, maybe SoundCloud, but you're going to give them a web address to the song you want to use for your entrance music, and you have to pick a 20-second portion of that song. So if you want to pick a song and have it be from 31 seconds to 51 seconds, write that down. And that's what they will play for your entrance music at the Grand Battle and possibly other matches. They want to know if you backed the most recent comic book Kickstarter. If you did, put your backer number on the line. And then finally, they want to know what day and time you will arrive at the Grand Gathering. This is important because it will affect the event schedule for the Grand Gathering. If most people are arriving Thursday night, if most people are arriving Friday during the day, whatever that ends up being, how that breaks down, that will affect the event schedule for the Grand Gathering. The event schedule should be coming out, I would say, after the deadline for this form. The deadline to submit this form is a week from today as I record this, January 29th. Sunday, January 29th. If you received this email, fill the form out. Email it back to John Clay at srguniverse.com. He gave you two options. There's an Excel spreadsheet that you can fill out, save, and send back. Or there's a PDF you could print out, fill out, scan it, attach it to the email, and send it back. Whichever one you prefer. Again, you have until the 29th to submit this. If you bought tickets for multiple people, say you're a married couple, you bought a ticket for you and your wife, however that shakes out, you bought a ticket for you and your child, you're going to have to fill out two forms and email them back. Once these are sent in, I'm assuming they will figure out what the best event schedule is and post that. Look for that to be emailed to everyone that signed up. And look for that to be posted on the Grand Gathering 3 Facebook group. Now, they will be taking signups for the Grand Battle, and actually for the entire Grand Gathering, until March. So, if this deadline comes and goes, and then you sign up for Grand Gathering 3, that doesn't mean you can't participate in the Grand Battle. You still can, up until some deadline in March. So be aware of that. If you have not signed up for Grand Gathering 3 yet, you still can. And you still can for quite a while, but there will at some point be a cutoff date at least for the Grand Battle portion of Grand Gathering 3. The SRG Awards. 
if you watched the last episode of Talk of the Universe, they spent around an hour discussing potential nominees for the SRG Awards. They did not actually name the nominees, just they had a nice back and forth between Brian Whiteford Schmidt, Practicite, and the general manager regarding various categories for the awards. The general manager did announce that we should expect in the coming week to see the actual list of nominees. After that list comes out, I am planning to do a nominee discussion show. I'll give you more information on that once that has come out. I won't have any more details on a show like that until the official nominee list comes out. Product releases. We had a couple of products released this week. First, the long-awaited Halloween deck finally came out. It's available for sale on Supershowthegame.com under new items. I keep calling it the Halloween deck. It's actually the Halloween promo pack. That's how it's listed on the website. So if you're going to search for it, don't search Halloween deck. Search Halloween promo pack. Right now, though, it's just under the new section. We also had a new spectacle release. It's a Valiant Spectacle throws candy from the crowd. Once per match, when your opponent has more cards in their hand than you, your opponent flips one card, then bury one card in your opponent's discard pile. It is extremely similar to the Spectacle from the Super Show, the Comic Issues 3-5 through campaign, Tosses a Pretzel. The text on Tosses a Pretzel is, once per match, when your opponent has more cards in their hand than you, your opponent flips two cards, then bury one card in your opponent's discard pile. Almost the same text, Tosses a Pretzel is flips two, throws candy from the crowd is flip one. Very similar, just that one additional flip is the difference. That's all I have for products at the moment. Championship news. We had one championship match that I'm aware of from this past week. Saturday, Justin Smith cashed in a Master of Ceremonies card from the Deep South General Manager Hold the Line Harry. And he got a shot at the Deep South Championship. Now, there was already a match scheduled for the championship Monday night, this upcoming Monday night. Micah Swafford will take on the champion Monday night. This match did not affect that. The match ends up being the challenger, Justin Smith, playing as numero uno versus the champion. Everyone's enemy, Joel Williams, playing as everyone's enemy. Standard singles match from what I could tell. It goes to crowd meter one. The winner at crowd meter one, still champion, Joel Williams. Joel Williams successfully defended here, and he will attempt to defend Monday night versus the master strategist, Micah Swafford. Obviously, the show is coming out. For Monday night, so I will give you the results of that on next week's show. 
other championship news. The next contender for the LFF Underworld Championship is Johnny Korea. Johnny Korea will face new champion Mysterious. Date and time to be announced as far as I know. The LFF Hardcore Championship. The champion Harvey Luster playing as Scott Prime will face challenger Alexander Slamilton playing as himself February 12th live in person at Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky. It will be a ladder match. I believe the last match was also a ladder match. So we'll see if Harvey Luster can successfully defend back-to-back ladder matches. The final bit of championship news I have is for the big prize, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The next challenger for that championship is the Judge Tim Riley. The Judge Tim Riley will challenge Big Match Pete for the championship next Wednesday after Talk of the Universe. January 25th, the World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. That is all the championship news that I have. And that is all of the news that I have other than online tournament news, some in-play event news, and then the big Sunday Night Fights match card. Let's start with the online tournaments from this past week. We'll start Monday night with Monday night consigliere fights. This week, it was six-stop madness on Monday night consigliere fights. All of the matches were six-stop matches, meaning no player could have more than six stop cards in their deck. There were 27 players in this week's tournament. Seven groups, six groups of four, one group of three. Top two from each group advance into the top cut, meaning there is a top cut of 14 people. From what I can tell, four rounds in the top cut, the top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Mr. Pop and Twist, the Dread Pirate Tech Support. In third place, playing as Hall Tane, Eddie Fury. The finalists were Chris Pate, playing as the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Supershow, a competitor that was recently changed with this most recent 2020 vision update, and Yasmin, the current six-stop champion, the deep six champion, playing as Pretty Boy Snow. The winner of the Monday Night Consigliere fights is Chris Pate as the mayor of Slamtown. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning on Monday Night Consigliere fights. Thursday. No Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Instead, Steve Resk comes out and hosts a Boss Roddy beatdown. This was a big field. People who signed up for this tournament at, I believe it was a $30 entrance fee, received one of the brand new payoff packs from the latest wave. 
so it would have new cards, new foils. Big enticement. 36 players signed up for this event. Group stage tournament, nine groups of four. So each player in the group played the other three. Top two from each group advance. There are a couple of play-in games under New York rules. And then it goes to a top 16 all-dark matches. Quarterfinal round, all-steel cage. Semifinal round, tables. And then in the finals and in the third place match, they used the ladder match stipulation starting at crowd meter two. Here are your top four from that event. In fourth place, playing as Jigsaw, the big guy. In third place, playing as dastardly Dick Thunderlips, formerly Grumpy, now Chilly Willy, Danny Thunder. The finalists were the player of the era, John Press 1P, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan, and the headband champion, Matt Nealon, playing as Ryan. The winner of the Boss Rade beatdown, Matt Nealon. Congratulations to Matt Nealon for your victory. Friday night, there was a pop-up tournament. The tournament hosted by the consigliere to the SRG BOWS, Brian Waitford Schmidt. It was a New York Rules tournament, meaning that all of the matches in the event were played using New York Rules. New York Rules meaning, in this case, no disqualifications, no countouts. The match starts at crowd meter one. There were 15 players in the pop-up, three groups, five players per group. Each player played the other four in the group. Top two per group advance into the top cut. They cut to a top six. Here are your top three from this pop-up event. In third place, playing as Wrench Monkey, the Italian Bombata. The finalists are Jeffrey Fox as the rogue Anthony Gangone and Hold the Line Harry as Bobby Ohio. Your winner, Hold the Line Harry as Bobby Ohio. Congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for winning the Friday Night New York Rules pop-up event. Those are all the online tournament results I have from this past week. I have one locals report. And if you want me to report on your locals, you can email the show, outlawmudcast at gmail.com, or send me a message through Facebook Messenger, and I will report on the event. At Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky, they held a Matt Stevens Memorial Grand Battle Tournament. Matt Stevens, Matt Stevens was a big part of the Louisville Super Show scene. He was part of the Alpaca Protection Agency with Anarchy Sun. His daughters, the Witch's Apprentice and Haley Stevens, are in the game, as well as Matt Stevens. His competitor set was created as a posthumous tribute to him for all that he meant to the people of 
both Louisville and Super Show as a whole. There were 15 players in this event in the Grand Battle. These 15 were divided up into three groups. My understanding is essentially five people playing at a time under the Grand Battle stipulation. The two that remained from each group, so the final two, end up going into a Grand Battle match. And the last man standing wins the Grand Battle tournament. If I have the opening portion of that event wrong, I'm sorry, but that is the way I understand it as I'm reading this report. The top six players were, coming out of the first group, Luna Bella as Shane Hurricane Helms and Harvey Luster as Matt Stevens. Coming out of the second group, Lady Baba as Lady Baba and Ken Fouché as Matt Stevens himself. And coming out of the final group, Alexander Slamilton as Combat Chris and King Pink playing as Big Game Leroy. The winner of the Matt Stevens Memorial Grand Battle Tournament is King Pink. Congratulations to King Pink for winning the Grand Battle Tournament. After this, the Stevens 316 Memorial Championship is on the line. The current champion, Hallow King, playing as Hallow King, takes on challengers Colton James Janikowski as Candyman and Kyle Crabtree as Lycan, the newly released competitor from the Halloween promo pack. The winner of this triad match for the championship Colton Janikowski. Congratulations to him for his victory. Afterwards, because King Pink won the Matt Stevens Memorial Grand Battle Tournament, King Pink got a one-on-one shot against the new champion for the championship. The winner there, Colton Janikowski, with his first successful defense, of the Stevens 316 Memorial Championship. The Misos World Championship was also on the line that day. On the line, this all happened Saturday, by the way. This was all from the 21st of January. I did not mention that. At Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky. The Misos World Championship on the line. Kirk Polka, champion with Mila Mai, versus Ken Fouché as the Grim Librarian. The winner, still champion, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polk. Congratulations to him. And then it looks like they ran another event. I think this was a round-robin event. I'm not 100% sure on that. The top four in the second event were in fourth place. King Pink is King Pink. And third place, the Enforcer as Loudmouth Leo Larynx. The finalists were... The Stevens 316 Memorial Champion, Colton Janikowski as Candyman, versus the Misos World Champion, the phenomenal one, playing as Luna Hallows. The winner there, from what I can tell, based on this report I'm reading, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polka. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize, but that is the way it reads to me. 
that is all I have for local play. Again, if you want me to report on your local events, outlawmudcast at gmail.com or message me on Facebook Messenger. This brings us to Sunday night fights. There was only one match on the match card for Sunday night fights, but it was a big one, folks. A 12-player grand battle match with all female players. The first of its kind, both, I would say, in terms of sheer number of players, as well as having an all-female field. I'm going to go through the 12 women that were in this. I'm going to give them in the order of entrance. The order of entry was chosen randomly. There was a wheel, computer program, like we've seen them do multiple times. All 12 women's names were on the wheel. They spin the wheel. A name is chosen. It comes off. So on and so forth, down to the last entrance. The order of entry ends up being, at the start of the match, the first two chosen, again randomly, Sherry Von Danish, playing as Sherry Von Danish, and Dottie Dart, a.k.a. the Black Widow, as Merlin Von Burn. They're the first two. They come in at crowd meter zero. With the grand battle, every six rolls, the crowd meter goes up every six turn rolls. Not turn wins, bumps count two. Six rolls later at crowd meter one, LO Hell comes in playing as the Dweeb. Six rolls later, crowd meter two, the great outdoors enters as Dizzy Derailed. Interesting to see Dizzy Derailed, who is going to be in the match, to see that competitor set used by another player. The fifth entrant in at crowd meter three, the Imperial Librarian playing as King Carcosa. Number six, coming in at number six, Emo Ma'am playing as Candyman. This is crowd meter four. The crowd meter will remain at four until the remainder of the competitors come in. Then when the last competitor comes in, Six turn rolls later, it will go up to crowd meter five. The seventh person in, Mac Attack, as Funtime Bob. The eighth, Lucky Cat Nico, as Eva Firecat, that's an Ikuzo competitor. The ninth, the Oracle, as the Dangerous Flower. The tenth, Yasmin, as Slime Girl. The eleventh, Dizzy Derailed, as the villain Marty Skrull. And the final player in, HR from the Unionverse, playing as the Ikuzo version of Sage the Wiccan Witch. They played, like I said, all the way to crowd meter five. I did not track what crowd meter the players were eliminated at. The first four were eliminated prior to crowd meter five. The remaining were all eliminated once crowd meter five had hit. The first player out was L.O. Hell. She was eliminated by Sherry Von Danish. The next player out, Dottie Dart, being eliminated by Emo Man. The third player out, Emo Man herself, eliminated by Mac Attack. 
The fourth player out, also eliminated by Mac Attack, Sherry Von Danish. The fifth player out, Mac Attack herself, eliminated by Lucky Cat Nika. The sixth player out, the Imperial Librarian, eliminated by Oracle. The seventh player out, Lucky Cat Nico, eliminated by Yasmin. The eighth player out, Yasmin herself, eliminated by the Oracle. The ninth player out, HR, also eliminated by Oracle. And the tenth player out, Dizzy Derailed, also eliminated by Oracle. Oracle eliminates the sixth, eighth, ninth, and tenth person, meaning the last two in the match are Oracle, who has the most eliminations in the match, and the Great Outdoors, who has no eliminations in the match. And after a very long, hard-fought match, again, going about three hours, the winner, the Oracle. The Oracle eliminates almost half the field, five players, and wins the first that I'm aware of all-female grand battle match. Congratulations to the Oracle for your victory. Next week, as of right now, nothing has been posted on Supershowthegame.com. There may be a grand battle match coming up. The SRG boss did mention that there would be a grand battle match, potentially free if they hit their sub goal tonight. That didn't happen. It came close. They had to get 27 subs. They didn't get that many. But there may be a grand battle. Otherwise, Dojo Tuesday night, Monday night consigliere fights. This weekend, Highlander Games hosts Rumble at the Rumble, I believe, five. $30 entrance fee into a create a competitor tournament. Swiss rounds, 45-minute time limit. After the Swiss rounds top cut, potential stipulations, Steel Cage, Liger's Den, Ring of Fire, Lumberjack, Steel Chain, Psycho Circus, Tables, and Beast Unchained. Original Snake Pit, Fun Time Bob, The Devil's Advocate, X-Royce, Scarlet Graves, Flyboy, the new version of Alien Invader, and Press 1P are booked. The original GM Clace is booked. Grimm is booked. All the 2020 vision changes are in effect for this. There may be other events after the main tournament, but that is the main tournament scheduled to start at 11 a.m. at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey, January 28th. I don't know if that is registration time or bell time. Assume bell time at this point. The next week after that, Captain Con, February 3rd through 5th. SRG Awards, February 4th. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I've been thinking about mentioning this for a while. I'll mention it here. I've been kicking around the idea of doing a rules show. I'd appreciate any feedback you guys would have. Would you be interested 
in me doing a show where we discuss the rules. I would bring on guests. The plan would be myself and just one guest. I'm not sure if I want to do this as an audio podcast, if I want to do it as a live stream. I'm not sure if I need to get rotating guests, if I should see if it's just something that I would do with Steve. I haven't proposed this to anybody. We are just in the spitballing phase, but I'm thinking about it, and I would appreciate any feedback that you guys wanted to give me. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.